I'm the one who wants to be with you. Deep inside, I hope you feel it too. Waited on a line of greens and blues just to be the next to be with you. That was Mr. Big to be with you. What's up, and welcome back to Jeremiah Wonders. How's your week, y'all? You guys doing good, huh? I'm in a hotel room in Austin, Texas right now as part of Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin. I've had a great week. Tell you more about that soon. Esther Steinberg is my guest today. She has a new album out called Hebrew School Dropout. Go grab a copy of that. Esther is a good pal of mine. We've been doing comedy together for a long time. She moved to New York a little uh, while ago, a few years ago. Been killing it out there. Just dropped a new album. Wanted to have her on the pod while she uh, was visiting in L.A. She also runs a, uh, a great show uh, at the Kibitz Room that you can check out on uh, late on Monday nights. Yeah. I'm in Moon Tower. I'm in Austin this weekend. I've been having a heck of a time, guys. A lot of fun. If uh, if you're not following me on Instagram, you're missing out. Go over to at Jeremiah Stand Up on Instagram and social media. I post videos and updates daily of what your boy is doing on the road. Lots of fun. Yeah, this festival's been dope. I've been uh, doing a lot of shows. Did stand up on the spot here, the Comedy Jam, Roast Battle. I did stand up sets. And I got to hang out with uh, a guy you may know on the show that I lovingly call Gage the Beast. Helps me produce this show. And a uh, new friend of the show, CJ Landry. What up, CJ? Yeah, uh, Gage came into town. He, he had uh, gigs with CJ in uh, Houston, so he made the uh, the drive into Austin a night early, and I uh, got them a couple guest passes, and we got to hang out for the night, so it was super cool. Had a lot of fun, and if you're not checking out what Gage is doing with uh, my YouTube channel, the Jeremiah Wonders episodes, it's freaking awesome. So go on over to YouTube if you want to check out some video and awesome clips of the show and follow him on social media at Gage Tiarina, T-I-J-E-R-I-N-A, and his name is spelled G-A-G-E. Yeah, I want to thank the sponsors of the show, guys. Thank you so much to Gino over at Speedweed. You want marijuana delivery? <laughs> Get it straight to your household. Gino over at Speedweed, at Speedweed on Twitter. And then, of course, one of the OG sponsors of the show, Bronx Born Pizza, Thomas Schiffer, what up? Uh, people have been asking, they're like, is this the same company or a knockoff of Greyblock, it's actually the same company, same owner, different locations. Bronxborn Pizza is based out of Bend, Oregon. And then, uh, you know, hit up your music supplies and needs over at Minchie Music on the East Coast, at Minchie Music. Yeah, for those uh, music and instrument needs. That's the more <laughs> worst description. <laughs> Go to Minchie Music for your music and instrument needs also we got a new sponsor uh, of the show caveman coffee tate fletcher he's been hooking it up with coffee for uh myself my household um my wife loves it uh i'm not a coffee drinker but my wife and and pals are into it and also he's been hooking up kill tony so definitely check out caveman coffee co uh, if you are a company that would like to sponsor the show, email jeremiahwonders at gmail.com. If you are a listener that wants to support the show, you can do that by PayPaling jeremiahwonders at gmail.com or by going to jeremiahwonders.com. There's a PayPal donation button at the bottom of the page. Every amount is appreciated. By the way, 
Go check out JeremiahWonders.com. I actually revamped that. It's got all the episode links all in one place, very similar to what I did with KillTony.tv, where you can find all the episodes and characters in one place, guys. If you can't donate to the PayPal, what would help your boy out? Go on over to iTunes. Leave those five-star ratings and review. Huh? Guess what? We're at 491 reviews. Love to get to 500. This has been pulling teeth to get to just 500 <laughs> reviews. But I appreciate the support and the li- listenership and uh, the new subscribers to YouTube. And uh, you can subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins. I just, you know, there's there's thousands of you out there, guys, you know. But it only says 500 reviews on iTunes. Make this podcast looking smaller than it is. Well, guess what? Let's freaking show people how big this thing we can make it. Does that even mean how big we can make this thing? Speaking in Yoda terms right now. Also, keep sending your kindness challenge letters to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com as well as your artwork of maybe me or maybe me and the guest or maybe something that happened during the show that could be like an inside joke or whatever. Detective Designs just uh, did an awesome uh, mock-up of me as the Terminator in my new uh, leather jacket headshot. That was pretty great that I just posted to my Instagram recently. And uh, keep sending your music submissions to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com. This week I'm featuring a band who's actually uh, a good friend of mine, good friend of the show they hail from ventura california they just released an acoustic ep of some of their hit songs that you can get at armyoffreshmen.com and this song happens to be my favorite one uh out of uh the five songs that they released it makes you feel good and i so you know i'm all about feeling good this is some happy ending from army of freshmen one boy one girl who stay up pretending some happy ending was written in the stars oh i look While that song continues to play, I will read some quick tour dates for you guys. May 2nd, I will be headlining the rec room in Huntington Beach. Yeah, that's right. Go get your tickets for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, featuring for me is Brenton Biddlecombe, good buddy of mine, great buddy at the comedy store. Been doing comedy with that guy a very long time. Excited to do a gig with him. Been a minute. May 3rd, I'll be headlining a show in Westlake Village, California. Hit up my social media at Jeremiah Standup for details on that. Later in the month, I'll be featuring for my buddy Ben Glebe in La Jolla, California. So San Diego, come out to that May 24th through 26th. May 28th is my next stand-up on the spot at the Comedy Store. And then uh, a lot of a lot of things going on with the Kill Tony Tour. It's uh, the, the Kill Tony Summer Tour is upon us. And of course, last but not certainly least, June 7th. Mark June 7th in your calendars. That's when the Reagan and Watkins album comes out. And June 6th, come to our album release party at the Comedy Store in the main room. We're going to be rocking it out. We're going to be have some friends doing some stand-up sets before us. And in between us doing songs, it's going to be a night to remember for sure. Another cool thing to check out, friend of the show and former guest, Adam Ray has a new album out, Read the Room. Go check that out. I believe that's available on all platforms. But go to his Instagram profile at Adam Ray Comedy to snag a copy. We love Adam Ray on the show, so go support our pal. Guys, we got through it. Let's get it right into this podcast. I'm very excited to introduce you to my pal, Esther Steinberg on Jeremiah Wonders. Oh, how lucky we are. 
probably help if I hit record at some point. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it help? It's okay. We did like five minutes of like ramping up, you know? This is like the opposite of the Ellen show where someone scares you. It's the opposite. It's a letdown. But her scare is we haven't been recording. We haven't been recording. When is she going to do that scare? Yeah. Where she's kept somebody on set for like nine hours and she's like, by the way, we're going to start recording right now. Yeah. I did this with uh, with Daniel Van Kirk too, where we were riffing for a little bit and then I noticed I hadn't started recording. And it honestly, it makes out for a better podcast. You know what you're doing, obviously, because you're you're here. Yeah. What makes for a good podcast? The energy. So if we can stay right here, we're going to put people to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get their days started and it's just going to be like, oh, I might as well crawl right back in bed. And I like that. I like it. If you're driving and listening to this, like... It's very melodic. Your eyelids are getting so heavy. No, don't do that. Don't do that, Esther. Don't tempt, don't tempt the listener to fall asleep. Your hands are touching some warm water. Esther, what did I tell you about being too calm on this podcast? I need Winthrop energy. Winhop? Do you do any breathing exercises? Not exactly. Do you? Do you do like, you do Lamaze? You're <laughs> yeah. about to have a baby right now? <laughs> I, I just want do, a baby. I do a lot of, let's get into it. <laughs> Breaking news. Esther wants a baby. How soon? In like a year. In a year? I want a, I want a Netflix special. It's, it's truly the only way. That's so funny. That is so funny. You know what? I talked to Netflix and they were like, we're going to need an, another angle. We're going to need. And I'm like, I can make an entirely like circular angle for you guys. Okay. You're not pregnant in, in this one, but you are, you're going into labor on stage. What do you think? That's good. We're going to need a makeup artist. Like a good makeup artist. A good makeup artist. We're going to need an on-call everyone. <laughs> Perfect. I'm here with my pal, Esther Steinberg, in the studio, right here, right now. We're laying tracks in the studio. Tracks in the studio. You know what it is. We have P- lots popping of off these beats. <laughs> Doing <laughs> Katie did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brah, brah. I like I like anytime they do sound effects in rap music nowadays. Scoot, scoot. I I like any like brah, brah. clip like brah, brah. like. Hey, it's me, your mom. Please leave a message after the tone. Beep. <laughs> Just kidding. Beep. Hey, ma. Uh, I love you so much, and uh, I made this song for you. All my life. I pray for someone <laughs> like you. I, I thank God that I, that, I, that I finally found. <laughs> oh no, we gotta re record it. Shit, 
<laughs> so Esther's in from New York, coming in hot to LA. Want to make sure we got her on the pod while you're in town. And you just recorded your, your is it debut album? Debut album. Debut, debut album. album. Congrats. That's awesome. It's so nice. I recorded it and now I'm trying to not tell any of those jokes. They are out there. But it's funny because while people are catching wind of the jokes, I'm like, yeah, that's yesterday. Now it's like all new stuff. Right. And it's a funny thing. Like, I wonder if musicians like by the time your album comes out, you should fucking hate every one of those songs. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, that's when it comes out. But so also, now it's time to be like... But also, is it going to be one of those things where you think that people are going to come to some of your shows and be like, I wanted you to... I, I was expecting... I was hoping to hear that bit. I mean, Gary Goldman says that a bit's not done until everyone in the audience is mouthing the exact words with you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's one of his like things? Like, I'm a big gaff fan. He's great. And I follow him on Twitter for all the advice. Like he's He's, you know... Professor Gah. Yeah. Professor Lewis is what he calls himself in his act. Um, I don't know. It's like part of a bit. But yeah, he one of the that's one of the writings. Are you following him? Uh I've I've seen a couple of those. I don't know if I'm following him or not. Oh, it's good writing tips. Nice. Good stuff. One like some some of the tips are simple, like go to a museum, like look at how precise and accurate this is and that is, and like look around. Like that's a piece of advice. It's not just like oh, what another one that gets me. I cannot follow it. It's too difficult. One of his pieces of advice is when you get on stage, don't waste time going, "Hey guys, how are you doing?" And I'm like, "That's good." Every time I get on stage, I'm like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" By the way, how are you, podcast <laughs> listeners, doing out there? I know you're. I'm not gonna get a like. An, a, it's not gonna elicit a direct response, but sometimes I just feel like asking that. How hmm. are you doing? How are you guys? Huh? What's what's it? What did you put in your coffee this morning? Did you have coffee this morning? Yeah. Are you a coffee girl? Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Cookie, yeah! You gotta get that, gotta get that caffeine going, huh? Starbucks, coffee bean, Pete's. What are you doing, huh? So, Homemade. So Folgers, let me tell you something huh? before we even get in. Best part of waking up is in your cup. I love all coffee, but. I love an uh, almond latte from Intelligentsia, a matcha, a this, a this. Like the girl can spend moolala on that kafafa. If it don't cost $11, <laughs> then get it out of my face. And I agree. But here we are. And, you know, Susie Orman, whom is the best. Oh, I love Susie. Susie has advice for women and for people. What she say? She wants to talk to you about coffee. Okay. She knows that you spend five or six dollars, sometimes eleven. Hey, you know what's crazy? Susie Orman is actually calling in the show right now. That's freaking wild, man. Okay, so let's talk about money. You're spending. You're spending coffee. You're spending six dollars, seven dollars. That adds up. It's every day. Take that five or six dollars. Put it in an IRS. Okay, a Roth IRS. Make What's sure an IRS? It's it's a savings. You need a savings. You need an account that's separate from your checking. And absolutely, do 
not go out and buy the coffee. You're going to make coffee at home or get off of coffee. This is the only way to be financially independent. Hey, I mean, I, I get Colombian from a coffee dude This is like living on the street. I don't know if he mixes cocaine with the coffee or not. Is that okay? Because it's only like $3 a pound. If someone's asking to borrow money, it's no. That money belongs in your savings account, your retirement. What about a checking account? I got one of them. You should not be storing money in your checking account. Other people's, it's an investment. Your money needs to be making money. You should have portfolios. You should put it in the stock market IRS Roth. Dang, Susie, you on another level. I'm a lesbian. I love money. I want to teach you everything you want to know by my book. You can get on the program now for $24.99. You can order the program right now. But here's the thing. If I didn't buy your book, I could be spending more money on coffee. What about that? It's going to save you so much money. You're going to look at your money and say, Jesus Christ, I've got money coming out of my twat. Oh, I don't think I'll say that, but dang, all right, yeah, I'll have to invest in that book. I'll get it like on Amazon Prime or something. Click the link in my bio today. Okay, thanks for calling in, Susie. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, it sounds like she has got a lot of good tips, you know? She's smart. She was really, she went like zero to a hundred real quick <laughs> she knows what she's so, talking i mean about. i guess if you want to save your money though it's important that you make your own coffee make your own coffee that's where you start <laughs> you, are you a keurig you ever you ever do keurigs those little pods the keurig pods no whoa whoa look at this look at so, this nudie girl over here i'm Doesn't couch do... surfing right now okay which is what us in the business do <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> after I get my nine thousand dollar Botox, I <laughs> sleep on my friend Nicole's couch. Esther, you're you're doing sexy things with the headphones right now for the the listeners. Uh, I, <laughs> Sometimes really you sure. just have to sleep on someone's couch. Uh, she's she's uh, she's kind of acting like she's doing sexy things while she's talking about sleeping on people's couches. It's very confusing for uh, for the the me as the viewer and probably for the listeners. Okay, uh, this is a, uh, uh, I didn't think that this was a sex hotline uh, that was... Uh, it's not a sex hotline, it's a hotline for girls that want to just stay the night on your couch. Okay, now that sounds a little bit fishy. Now a girl just wants to spend the night on my couch. <laughs> that... I'm hot, I'm horny, and I need to sleep on your couch. Wait a second, are you in college? Because all those ads say that you're in college and you're about to study for something or, or you're uh, using... I'm doing a film here in LA and I just need a place to stay. I'm hot, I'm horny, and I need a couch. Okay, you're hot, horny, <laughs> you need a couch. Now, is this one of those things where, how long will you be staying? Will I like like be having you in my house for a long, long yes, period? until the film is over, which should be soon, hopefully. Yeah, but how long is until this film wraps? I can't I can't risk having a hot, horny girl like uh, on my couch. I mean, my wife definitely comes in and out of the house. I don't know if the hot, horny girl on my couch would be a good idea for me. You know what? We can just ADR the whole thing. <laughs> like, don't even worry about it because there's so many guys out there that would like absolutely like love for me to sleep on their couch. Okay, well, if you're a listener, if you need a hot, horny girl on your couch who's shooting a short <laughs> film in Los Angeles... Uh, it's an indie feature. 
Sorry, it's an indie feature. Uh, there's a big difference, actually. You can actually call into the show or email the show, jeremiahwonders at gmail.com, and we'll actually put you is through. 33 minutes like a full, or is it still a short? 33 minutes of what? Like the film. Oh, 33 minutes is still considered a short film. Even though you said that it was a feature, it's actually about one third of a feature length film. No, actually, it's 90 minutes. It's like, a, oh, now it's 90? You just extended yeah. it to 90 minutes? You just made that call. As a hot, horny girl, now you're directing and producing the indie film? Yeah, now, see, now I'm not starting, I'm starting to not trust you. And here's the thing about that. I can't have somebody in my home that I don't trust, okay? What's your name, first of all? You called into the show. I don't even know how you patched in. What's your name? Kardashian. Kimberly Card and you're a Kardashian. You're one of the the Kardashian sisters that has has not been discovered yet. No, we're not related. Your your last name is just Kardashian. Yeah. That's very unfortunate for it's you. It's like so crazy. <laughs> How? It, it. I mean, that is pretty crazy. Uh, what's the weirdest, uh, Kimberly? What's the weirdest gig that you've done um, outside of this short film that you're that you're trying to couch surf for? Uh, what was uh, what was up with the panties? You just sold it to him. I wore them and I got them dirty and I sold it to him. Um, okay, well. It was six hundred and seventy dollars. Oh my goodness! PayPal. How hot are you? I can't. I mean, your voice. I guess you sound really hot, but you must be really hot if that guy's paying that kind of money for your undies. I'm an obese man with a voice filter. Wow. So you really dirtied up those panties, huh? That's pretty gross. Shit stains everywhere. Oh my goodness. That guy got ripped off for $600? I think I'm going to have to let you go, Kimberly. Or Douglas. Is it just Douglas? It's me, dog. Thanks, buddy. Uh, okay, well, uh, Doug, thanks for calling into the show. Esther, I'm really sorry about that. Sometimes we get interruptions on the show, and I know it's taking away from your interview time, uh, but it was very uh, strange that person patching the show. You were kind of nowhere to be found. I wish you would have been here to kind of witness that, but that's okay. I appreciate that, and um, I just really want to take a second to tell everyone to buy my album. Okay. You want to do a little plug here? Buy my album. It's called Hebrew School Dropout. Yeah, it's- but you... you, you- you gotta like really sell it, okay? You gotta sell it, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opportunity. So here we go. If you like stand up comedy, po, 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 you're gonna love Hebrew School Dropout. Get it now. Hebrew School Dropout features jokes like "Pop it, pee boner," talking about my crazy mom, more boners, a shit pussy. Lots of stuff about Tampa. Buy it now. It's available on iTunes. Available on iTunes. And also, she's talking about that Jewish mom. And also, Tampa. And she said something about her shit pussy, which really threw me off. Because of shit pussy sounds like something so disgusting. Now let's get into that. What is, uh, without giving away the bit. Let um, me give it away. Okay. So I'm in a relationship and he's amazing. But sometimes things get frisky. I woke up one day 
and there was a boner next to my sleeping body Mm -hmm. and I grabbed it because I'm naughty. Now, was he awake or was he asleep? Yeah, he was kind of awake. Gotcha. And I said to him, I was like, is this my boner? Is that for me? Is that my boner? Is it for me? me? Is it for me, daddy? And he goes, no, it's my pee boner. I got to pee real bad. I've had I've had pee boners. I know you're looking at the camera like, can you believe this guy? Pee boners are a real thing. Do you ever get clip boners? So I said, that's insulting. Next time you touch my pussy, I'm going to be like, it's not for you. This is my shit pussy. Oh I got to shit real bad. But I, I started the joke when I wrote it. I started it with shit pussy. I was like, I need to end a joke with shit pussy. And I had to work. I worked my way backwards to you, that one. Wow. Have you ever seen the movie The Butterfly Effect? Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. It's just like that. It, I'm, I'm you his started writing in journals. Yeah, you started writing in journals and stuff so you could go back in time to, to, to the original P-Boner and see if you could change the series of events to come forward. Correct. Correct. Nailed it. Finally, someone understands me. Uh, guys are the worst. Guys don't get it. Guys just sometimes don't get it. And that's my issue with guys is like the they it, don't get they it. don't get it. Like seriously. Here's something guys don't get. Preach girl. Like don't treat a girl like, oh, I'm gonna like go out of my way to do this or I'm gonna go out of my way to not do this. Like just pretend they're a human. Yeah, seriously. Every girl is a cupcake. And every cupcake has frosting on it. So don't treat a girl like she's just the cake with no cup. Do you get my drift? I mean, and also, like, with that analogy, like, do not be afraid to put sprinkles on that fucking cupcake. Seriously, because we like to be wine, dine, and spoiled. (laughs) Some girls just want to be wine, dine, and spoiled. Other girls want to make a big ruckus about famous, powerful men touching them inappropriately. And to them, I say, you know what? You do, you girl. (laughs) You do you. It's like, it's all their fault too. It's Seriously. Like, w- like, okay, so that thing happened. Okay, so you had some issues in your career and it is his fault. But like, girl, like, y- it's on you. It's on you. Pick That's your- on you. That's on you, first off. Pick <laughs> Sh- your- shush. Pick yourself up by the braids and get back to it, sister. <laughs> yeah, it's on, it's your fault, A, and B, it's on you. Yeah. Who would even allow that to happen? I don't know. Not me. Because that's on you. That's on you. (laughs) Hashtag that's on you. Like some girls get into like really severe car accidents and like and they didn't do anything, but it's still like on them. It's still on them because it's like, come on. You should have known. You should have known. That's on you. It's like, hey, Sheila, hold yourself accountable for once in your life. Okay. That's on On you. you. Yeah, sometimes like, uh, you know, you miss a bus and like you're wondering, oh, um, like, I'm a victim. I'm a victim because I, you know, it should have come like five minutes earlier. It is actually five minutes ahead of schedule. Well, guess what? That's, That's on, on you. you. OK, so think about that. Tracy. Oh, I didn't get into the college that I wanted to. My, on you. That's on you. Okay. Like seriously. Like, <laughs> like. Oh, my nails just magically didn't do themselves, and they're chipped and they're gross, and uh, I haven't been to get a mani pedi in a long time. Well, guess what? That's on 
Yeah. That's on you. That's on you. That's on you. <laughs> Sorry for a second. I was just listening and like totally. Uh... You went somewhere else and I was like, um, is this bitch going to back me up or not? Okay. Hang me out to dry. Okay. Totally. Well, guess what? That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> Okay, that's totally on me. We are just two girls who take full responsibilities for you literally everything. We have to take full responsibility for everything, okay? If you're not going to let your fire, nobody else will. That's on that's you. That's on you. Oh, you know, oh, uh, I'm going to complain about politics. I don't like how things are going. Well, guess what? Like, people got elected because people voted. That's on that's you. That's on you. That's on you. Totally. Definitely. Fuck. Right? That one really hit me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that got real because for a second i was like that's not on you oh, oh it is it is on because you. people voted for it, <laughs> it and is made on it you. Happen. that's on you oh you didn't make the change you wanted mm, sorry that's on you but if you want to flip it and reverse it yeah um you know some people they're very successful mm-hmm. they're killing it killing they're it. doing really well and really guess well. what that's on, that's on that's on that's on them. That's on them too. I mean, you know, they're doing what they're they're following their dreams. That's on them. They're doing exactly what they want. Uh, you know, they get to have uh, a lot babies of followers whenever they want. A lot of followers. <laughs> they get you know some people have know, a lot of followers, know, and that's on you. You know, like gram goals. That's a real thing. Okay, like getting to where you want to be. You know, sometimes you're having sex with someone, and you're like, "That's on me." <laughs> That's in me. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, um, you know, this guy that I just met like, you know, two hours ago at this <laughs> random bar and his breath smells like the Chinese takeout that we got. And he didn't like Listerine before, like he started making out with me. I'm like, that's in me. That's in me. That is in you, isn't it? Yeah. Just like Gatorade. <laughs> is it, is in, it you? in you? Gatorade. Did, did you get it out of you? I well I did and then I had to go get a STD check and guess what uh, positive and guess what that was on me. <laughs> That's on I you. I shouldn't have let him raw dog. That's on you. Yeah. That. That. Now it's on you. Oh, it's all over me. That's in you. It's disgusting. So Esther has a new album out and um, I'm very excited uh, for you guys to listen to it. And I, it's good. I, I, it's good. I, I lo- I, it's good. I love the the pitch that you you did for it because um you really went for it. You know what I mean? You didn't like you didn't like putz around. You like really like sold it. You did monster truck Sunday 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 like that rally voice. Hebrew school. Hebrew school. Get it now, now, now. Yeah. So you know, I'm feeling it. Do you like female issues? Do you love jokes about yeast infection? Hebrew school, Hebrew school, Hebrew school. Hebrew school, yeah. It's also like naughty. It's like, do you love girls who love yeast infections? Hebrew school. Hebrew school is for you. You can listen while she takes her top off. Wait, what? That's on you. That's on you. (laughs) Seriously, you listen to that? That's on you. Totally. So, uh, I want to talk to you about um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Good show. It's one of the best shows out there. I uh, I have not seen it yet, and I need to because <laughs> I... We should get really into it because since you haven't seen it. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, So, but I've heard from so many people Who? and comics that it's Who? very good. Uh, supposedly Joe Rogan really likes that Nuh-uh. show. He loves Marvelous Miss Maisel. Nuh-uh. Yep. And also Ali Makovsky, I think, says she wants. I see that. It. I see that. I'm not as surprised. Yeah. 
But that's who I heard it from. Those two people. So you know, I've got a really, I've got a really well-rounded. Ali Mugovsky uh, <laughs> loves Mrs. Maisel. Five stars. Yeah. Amazon Prime. So you were on that show. I was. What was it? What, what kind of character did you play on that show? She's a young, hungry stand-up comedian who's not quite where she wants to be, and mm. to get into that took about twelve years of stand-up. <laughs> Just to, to, to get the motivation to, get to play the, the character. For the 13 lines. Sure. Um, she wanted to be that. She wants to be the next Lucille Ball. Yeah. She's working really hard at the Catskills. She's a staff member. She wants to make it big. She's, you know, delusional and confident, but does not, it does not quite have the chops. Did you, uh, in the scene, did you do jokes on stage? No. Or just off stage. You're just like off stage. It, Sally, which is my character's name, doesn't really get a chance to hit the stage season two. Season mm. two, episode six, she's like, I want to be a comedian. I can't wait. I'm gonna be this. Everyone's like, You're so funny. Then we don't know what happens next, do we? No. The character should just could it could happen where Sally just goes off. We don't see her again, but I don't know. Maybe Midge, maybe Midge, the main character who you've never seen. I've seen promos, so Lo- I think well, I, maybe, I think I get it. You know, guys, I think I got it. Maybe she interacts with Sally in the future. Maybe Sally's hitting the mic scene. Yeah, maybe if, she starts to if climb the, the ranks. The industry didn't swallow her whole yet. That's that's true. You Remember don't know. There was the people you like. We started many many years ago. Like there were people we were miking with that were just like. Stop doing comedy. Well, yeah. No, no. The the system chews people up and then you never see them again. It's kind of, that's what's kind of cool about the longer that like, like Esther and I go like way back as far as stand up, like trenches of open mics for years and years and years around LA. A lot of every week at Bruco. Bruco is a big one. The green room where I once performed while someone was cleaning up barf. And I was like, um, so I'm going to run these jokes anyways. You, cl- you clean. Hey, girl, so that's on you. I, that's on you. Okay. You threw up. You're trying to affect my set. That's on you. I'm going to plow through this material. I'm going to make this happen. I was like, Jerry Seinfeld had to do the exact same thing when he was coming up. Yep. Totally. I was bedridden at one point. Okay. <laughs> and guess what? That was on me. Okay. I got too close to a friend with the measles. Her name was Macy. Ma- and- Ma- the marvelous Mrs. Macy. Mm-hmm. Marvelous Mrs. Macy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it happened. She she had measles. Okay. And I got too close. I stared at the lion right in the mouth. And you know what? I should have taken an elephant's truth for it because it didn't work. Mm. And I, the vaccine that I had. Yep. Faulty. <laughs> the faulty vaccine. It was expired. Yeah. So, you know. Read the expiration labels. You know, trust the mouse as far as you can see it, as I always say. That's on you. <laughs> that is on you. <laughs> my, my, well, you don't like, the, you don't watch the show. Mm. But it's weird. My fiance writes on it. And when oh, he cool. writes, Noah Gardens, when he writes, it's like he has to do jokes in the style of 1950s. Right. And one time my dad, who loves to write jokes. He did comedy in the 80s. He failed. Then he just started really? doing law. Yeah. He what? owned a comedy club in like the late 80s. Can we talk about that? Yeah, he's weird. That's so cool. He pitched a joke 
it kind of got in, but it's being told over people talking. Yeah. But it was like a 1950s joke and it was, my circumcision hurt so bad I couldn't walk for a year. I love it. I feel like there's like a pro hey, men's, actually, a men's rights group that's hey, loving that joke. This is, this is really awkward. Um, your dad's calling in right now and... Um, he is very excited to be on this podcast. Uh, hello, Mr. Steinberg. Is I that got you? I a good one for you. I got a good one for you. you. I got a good joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, no hellos right into the jokes. Tell I love me, it. No, female products. You're in the aisle. You walked down the aisle. There's feminine products. Where are the male products, huh? What is it? Just an aisle with arm oil, a shovel, some frozen pizzas? You can use that. I can use that? Thank you so much. You can have that. Oh, I I appreciate it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. You're getting heckled lately. I've got a line for you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Someone let, heckles you. Yeah. You somebody say, heckles I me. I don't go to your job and smack the dicks out of your mouth. Wait, you are the one who created that? It's neither here nor there. I mean, it's a common, you know, it's a street joke. You can have that. Okay, I can have that. Okay, is there anything else I can have? Because, uh, you know, I'm really trying to mine you for materials, especially since you're not uh, uh, you, you're not active anymore as a comedian. If I can have anything else, I would really like it for my act. It'd be great. Well, let me think. You know, they've got the monostat seven or the monostat one and the monostat three. <laughs> man, I love you, man. Each yeah. one is for the amount of days you're willing to have a yeast infection. Okay, yeah, that's great. I can add that. how much you're willing to pay for each day. <laughs> I love this guy, Mr. Steinberg, man. Dad, stop. Yeah. Why are you telling monostat jokes? How does that make any sense? I mean, I like it. I mean, you know, it's equal, you know, equal rights for men and you know, women. It's great. Esther, please. We're paying for your wedding. You can at least take my jokes. <laughs> take take my jokes, please. I'm going to do a speech for her wedding. and You're going to crush it, Mr. Steinberg. Right, I just know you are. Open, Mike. I'm practicing at side splitters on Tuesday. Hey, is it sign up or is it a lottery for uh, the time at Esther's wedding? Pay to play. Pay to play. Oh, okay. Well, do it's I have to a buy? Bringer. <laughs> do I have to buy any, buy any drinks or anything like that? Two drinks inside the reception. Okay. Um, I'll try to make it then. I love when comedy clubs are specific. Two drinks inside the showroom. Yeah, inside. Outside? That doesn't count. Listen, listen. You think you can just walk around with your drinks and then be like, whenever you sit down that you're like, this counts as one? Get out of here. My comedy club is going to be called Two Drinks Anywhere in the vicinity of the neighborhood. That really rolls right off the tongue. Well, now, will that be, uh, will you that be the same at on Instagram and Twitter? That whole name? At two drinks anywhere in the club. Vicinity. Vicinity. Any vicinity. Uh, and also, you it's $22 to, as a ticket and then two drink minimum inside the anywhere in the vicinity. Your word is vicinity. V. I. Vicinity. Vicinity. Would you like it in a sentence? <laughs> We are going to spell the word vicinity right now. You can have three drinks in the vicinity. Vicinity. <laughs> v 
None of the sentences ever explain the word. I know. It's always like things are like... She was standing in the vicinity. It's like, that doesn't give me anything. What are you doing, lady? You're killing me, buddy. You're killing me. <laughs> V-I-C-I-N-I-T-Y. Vicinity. Bing. That is correct. Thank you. I'm the host as well as the contestant now. This is a good voice for you. Oh, thank you. If you did stand up in that, but then only did clean jokes, you could clean up. Corporate. Dude, you clean up. Corporate. corporate yeah. Dude, slick your hair to the side, dude. You get <laughs> so much up. money, dude. <laughs> dude, the followers are going to start. Dude, the followers just are coming to you, dude. Dude, just change your appearance and your entire style, and dude, you're going to be huge, man. Change your face. Change your hair. Okay, change your face, change your hair, and change your act, most importantly. Those lines are going to be long. They're going to be long. Like a long you. line to wait like, for you. It's going to be giant theaters to go see you, man. Dude, dude. slick your hair back. Dude, why do don't a you slick character? your hair back? Dude, do, do like, more characters. Dude, do more characters, man. You got to put that more in your more act, ca- imp- And imp- if you did like at least dude, a couple of impressions, uh-huh. that would be sick and slick. Dude, slick your hair back like American Psycho, and I think you're going to start booking stuff like crazy, dude. <laughs> Because you have this villainous look to you that's like asking like people like, oh, should I be concerned about this guy following me in a dark alleyway? And the answer is yes. You need to wear more blue on stage. Okay, wear more blue. Should I wear a sweater as well? Is, if it's blue, I would say yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Once you start wearing blue, man, like there's... Blue, blue is a booking color. You're so gonna book. You're gonna book with blue. That's what they always say. <laughs> you're gonna book with your blues clothes. Blues clothes. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna book Blue's Clues. Yeah, Blue's Clues. I would. I could host that show. Blue Skidoo, we can't do. <gasps> Another clue. Blue, what do you think about that? I don't want you to rape me. Wait, what? <laughs> don't touch my bottom. Um, why is this animated dog talking like this? Don't touch my bottom. I won't, uh, but you can't say that out loud to the viewers. Mail time, mail time. Mail time, mail time. So you have a dad who's a former comedian, and now he you are a like comedian. You're a comedian. And also you're in a relationship with a comedian. Have you He's ever thought about all these connections? I'm trying to fuck my dad. You heard it here on Jeremiah <laughs> Wonders, folks. <laughs> no, I don't want to. No, take it back. Backsies. Backsies. <laughs> Backsies. No. Backsies. Uh, I have a joke that I can't tell because no one laughs, but it's that I, like all Jewish guys want to fuck their moms. That's mm-hmm. like a thing, which is why I cannot wait to have a son. <laughs> like I'm going to be so old and ugly one day and no one's going to want to fuck me. Except... except- my son. Her son. And that's how I'm going to stay young and fresh. I'll be like, my son still wants this. Yeah, she still wants, he still wants a piece of this. My son wants a piece of this judge. My son still wants a piece of this juch. My son wants a piece of this sweaty judge. This, this, this juch and jong. My cheech and jong. My cheech and jong. He did the cheech to my jong. Yeah. So what's it like being in a relationship with a comedian? Because I am in a relationship with someone who's not a comedian, uh, which 
I find is a good balance for me personally, but <laughs> but sorry, but does dating a comedian and like being in a long term relationship with a comedian does that a balance in its own way because you're in the same field and you understand what each other are going through in that way? Would you say that? What a phenom question. So here's the thing. First of all, it depends on the comedian. Sure. I'm a real funny girl. I do bits in the kitchen when I wake up. Before I go to bed, it's like, joke, joke. And yeah. then I do characters and I do this. That's and my I'm favorite silly. joke. That's my favorite joke of yours, by the way. It's joke, joke. <laughs> Every time she does it at, at shows and stuff, I'm like, can you do the joke, joke, joke? Anyway. I'm very funny when I'm angry. I'm very funny when I'm emotional. I get emotional a lot. He, on the other hand. Cool, calm, collected. You would never expect him to be a stand-up. And I think he'd agree. You could hang out with him for a month and you're like, okay, he's very tall. He listens. He's a little bit on the quieter side. Mm -hmm. He loves sports. He loves being comfortable. He loves the wire. I don't know. Yeah. It just Normal isn't. guy stuff. Ba-doing, 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 ba-doing. And then he goes up on the cellar and like does a bunch of cool jokes and I'm just like, fuck you dude because he saves all his funny for the stage and i like i waste it on things like podcasts (laughs) yeah he also makes lots and lots of jokes about me i say something funny and radical he then presents it as a joke and i'm just like my line is the funny line where's my money right no and then sometimes that happens to me. So it's a it's a weird thing. Like I was one of this is maybe one example. I had a joke and I was like, if you ever cheat on me, I will fuck your childhood hero. I will fuck John Elway. <laughs> so I started to go on stage talking about how much I cannot wait to fuck John Elway if my boyfriend cheats on me. Yeah. People didn't laugh. It was a cute Jewish, cute for Jewish girl. Me telling everyone that they're going to fuck John Elway. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but I'm going to fuck him if he cheats. And everyone's like. (laughs) 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 And then he turned it around into this like artful, beautiful, majestic joke that's going to be on his next album. And it's like, I want to fuck Rihanna because she's hot. My girlfriend wants to fuck John Elway because he's my childhood hero. I'm like, I'm trying to fuck someone out of lust and she's fucking them out of spite. And he starts, he's like, but I'm going to get her because my next second childhood hero is Magic Johnson. That's a great joke. But he tells it much better. I can take his fully formed, he's so into like structure and like, formed and written he's word economy yeah and i can take anything and just water it down and make it like this long lengthy not funny joke like give me something funny i'll make it not funny okay cool heck yeah but i also can i'm a tag monster yeah i can tag that shit up tag it up tag it up tag it up didn't know do uh he did an episode of roast battle right with clayton english yep in denver I heard it was fun. It was very fun. That was actually one of my favorite battles that we did while we were in Denver. That was like a super fun roast battle. Yeah, and both of their writing was on par. Hey-ho! 
<laughs> Good. I'll, I'm going to call him and be like, Noah, your writing was. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. It's me, Noah. I just want to say thanks. Oh, cool, man. Uh, Noah, thanks for calling in, dude. I, I actually I actually really enjoy your comedy, dude. Oh, thanks, man. You too. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, can I go now? Yeah, yeah, you can go. Uh, you're great, dude. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right, bye. Bye. That's him. He's so sweet. He's I know. so funny. Yeah, a lot of it. You've got a lot of family who's just been patching right into the show. I really like it, though. Wait until you get to my sister, who's going to be my bridesmaid. Whoa. And she's wants to wear cream. Are you going to be a bridezilla? I'm, I'm trying not to be, but... My, I sent, I have, I had 10 bridesmaids, but we're down to nine. Don't cross me, bitch. Oh, God. Watch out. I could become bridezilla at any moment. (laughs) Don't cross me. I need everything to be perfect. This is my special day. Okay. And anybody that ruins it. Hey Esther. Can I wear cream or white to your wedding? Ah, I will breathe fire into your eye sockets. I'm gonna wear white, is that chill? Ah, I will burn down my own wedding to get to you if you wear white. Are you sure? Like you're not gonna be like crazy. Like, are you also wearing white? I am the only one wearing white on my very special day. Jeez, okay, whatever, you need to calm down. If you are not wearing a Canadian tuxedo dress, then I will be enraged. Well, I just heard there's going to be like a lot of drama there. Oh, there will be drama. (laughs) If you cross me, bitch... You have no idea the fury that I will call upon from my ancestors, and you shall not breathe another breath on planet Earth! Hey, Esther, it's your mother. Um, the caterer said they can't do cauliflower because cauliflower needs to be inspected by the rabbis and they can't, you know, it's going to cost a fortune to find out if, 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 if it's kosher. Mom, cauliflower is my favorite vegetable. You know this about me. It's going to cost us a fortune. I don't care how much it costs. Tell Father to refinance the house. right now and my your father and I don't even we don't even want to come Esther <laughs> it's all coming together <laughs> my special day will be perfect <laughs> and the florist cannot do the preview date um, we're gonna have to reschedule that tell the florist to call me directly and they will change their mind <laughs> <laughs> 
because they've never dealt with a woman scorned before like myself. And the cake lady, she cannot do red velvet. I will kick the cake lady right in the pussy. Call her right now. Yeah, babe, whatever you want. I really don't care whatever you want. That's what I thought, Noah. You spelt my name wrong on the invitation. That was just to show dominance. So are you, like, gonna take my name? I haven't decided yet. Tick-tock. Don't you... Put a time limit on me. I'm a fierce woman and I will decide whether I want to stay independent or join the God in Wars family. Oh, and I decided I want to wear white too. <laughs> Dude, have you been reading my diary? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> that was a direct excerpt from Esther's diary. <laughs> the Esther's the Esther Steinberg diary the diary of esther steinberg the diary of esther steinberg coming yeah. to a holocaust museum near coming you. to an attic near you and it's so messed up <laughs> if you put out your album if you had an, an album release party in an attic it's so messed up do you want to hear one of my newer holocaust jokes okay sure so my mom came to town and she wanted to do something fun so we decided to go to the holocaust museum but we didn't go inside because when we got there the guy wanted to charge us $35 as an admissions fee. My mom was like, sir, I think we've paid enough. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to visit my grandmother's silverware. Is that chill? Oh, my goodness. My is mom's this- closet is so messy. It looks like, like a Holocaust a- exhibit. Shoes everywhere. <laughs> I know a guy with a fetish that would be obstursed. <laughs> you know, you could sometimes sell your shoes to creeps on the internet. Have you? Do you have experience with personally selling anything on the internet? Yeah, I put some of my clothes from Funny Girls on eBay, and I was like, "Hey guys, um, so like my reality show did really, really well, and I have like a lot, a lot of money. But if you feel like buying all my clothes that I wore on the show, they are available for three hundred dollars." And one guy was like, "I'll take it all," and I was like, "Did uh, you have to meet him?" No. You just shipped it, right? I shipped it and I used my parents' address as the return address. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, if he's going to go rape someone, it's going to be my dad. Perfect. <laughs> well, why, why, do, why do women have to get raped all these days? Why can't men get raped? What, I mean, what's the deal with that, huh? <laughs> it's, it's Seinfeld trying to, like, minutia joke rape. Yeah. I mean, what's with rape? I mean, what's with It's always dating. It's always going to be dating. It's always going to be women. I mean, come on. It's never like bumped into each other rape. It's always date rape. Well, he paid for your drinks. I mean, when was the last time a woman date raped a guy? Come on. Oh, come on. Where was he? Was he going to tell his friends? Hey, yeah, the date went well, yeah. Except for the rape. (laughs) Date rape Seinfeld. (laughs) Coming to a theater near you. If you love rape and Seinfeld, then we've got the show for you. Let's get into this next segment. It's called the Kindness Challenge. Oh, my God. 
Every week I challenge the audience, you guys, the listeners or viewers, to do something nice out of the kindness of your heart for somebody that you may know, or it could be a stranger, anything nice, just to contribute something positive to society. And then I have you email in your stories, and I read them here on the show. And you can email your kindness challenge letters to jeremiahwonders at gmail.com. So I start to wonder, what did this guy sound like? Okay, I believe his name is Ryan, and he sent uh, this letter into the show. <clears throat> Ryan. Ryan. This is a small one, but here it goes. I went to a gas station, and as I was walking in to pay, the guy who was parked at the pump ahead of me said he forgot his wallet and asked if I could help him out. While I know this could just be a scam, I thought of myself in this situation and decided to say, okay, and put $10 on his pump. He was so grateful, and hopefully he pays it forward. I'll never know if he was being disingenuous, but you have to give the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Ryan! Ryan, yeah, Ryan, dude. Ryan, you're an ain't sweet baby That's angel. That's so nice. Every once in a blue moon, I go out of my way to do something nice. Do you want to hear a nice yeah, story? Yeah, I'd love that. I was on the airplane. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a six hour. It was like not a, not a short flight. This was JFK to LAX. It was JFK to LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. And... I was sitting in the aisle seat. I'm usually a window person, but today I was sitting in the aisle and this large, larger woman, very, very, very large. There was three of them. They were sisters. They were adorable, Mm -hmm. but they were heavy. Who cares? Not me. They were sitting. One was sitting here. One was sitting there. And one was trying to fit into a middle seat five rows behind me. She looked to the person next to her. She's like, hey, do you want to switch seats with me? I can't fit in the in the middle seat. And the girl was like, no. And she started to ask every single person. The Finally, the gate was about to close. The, the, you know, stewardess lady was like, you can take the next flight. You'll take the next flight. And oh. her sisters were there and it just felt really uncomfortable. It felt sad. I could just tell she was just like a sweet girl, but it just sucks to have to like take the next flight because you're too fat. So I was sitting in the aisle and I was very comfortable and I was like far away from the drama. So I didn't even feel like involved, but I was like on a high. I was on like a kindness kick. Yeah. And I just raised my hand and I was like, I'll switch. And she was like, you'll take the middle. And I'm like, I'll take the middle. She's like, for six hours. And I'm like, for six hours. Her sisters look at me. They go, God bless you. God bless you. Like the little tear was like welling up in my eyes and their eyes. And it was so stupid. And it was so easy. And like, I had a great time in the middle. I didn't mind it. That's so, that's so nice. I've, I only did it once. I was like, this is a once in a lifetime. Well, sometimes you can, I mean, you can gauge it. I mean. It felt like it they felt like, like blessed me. They were like, God bless you. God bless you. God. I was like, and yeah. I liked that. I, I liked and also how much people were like, I didn't, I didn't care about anyone else's thoughts, yeah. but I liked that the sisters and the girl were like, like words like, Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Well, also you don't know what's very nice about they could what be you casting did for directors. Them. <laughs> I was going to say the opposite that they, you don't know where they're going. They could be like, if they're family, they could be headed to a funeral or something that you don't know about or going to visit like or family. Casting. <laughs> A conference for keep, casting directors. You keep sucking like the this like nice moment of it, or like they really they could be connected somewhere. So you, those um, sisters are Steven Spielberg's. Daughters. They're Steven Spielberg's assistants. So all three, all, all three of them. <laughs> he just has a group of. Or they three could be on their women. way to a funeral for a casting director. 
Esther, what are you doing here? Okay. No, that's that's a very nice story, actually. I was actually going to uh, ask you to, to share something, and you volunteered, so that was perfect. So email in. Cast me. <laughs> Cast Esther. Email jeremiahwonders at gmail.com. Cast me in your student sketch where the girl gets humped. Jeremiahwonders at gmail.com if you want to submit your kind of challenge letters. Yeah. Okay, so we got a little bit of time left to do something a little special, and then we're going to get into sax talk. Okay. Uh, I do want to ask you, what was your experience? You did this show called Funny Girls. It was on Oxygen. Yeah. What was your, was that one of the first like big things that you did like that was like, because mm-hmm. you were, it was just you and three other comics, right? Four. Four. Nicole Amy Schreiber, Stephanie Sambari. Khalees. Yamanika Saunders. And who's the last one? Khalees Hawkins. Khalees oh. Hawkins. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, for a minute, I've known her for so long. For a minute, her last name just sounded so strange to me. Oh, uh, that happens sometimes. There's a weird Ooh. disconnect on names. Uh, but uh, how did that? Uh, how did that come to be? Because that's a very specific show, and, and so uh, basically, the show followed. It was called Funny Girls. It was originally pitched to be a docu series, so it was like cool. They were gonna docu series us. They're gonna document us. It's gonna be a documentary, and I love documentaries about comedians. I mm-hmm. love all of them. I've watched all of them. I love it. My life on the D list was a reality show about Kathy. Griffin and it was so funny so entertaining she's so fucking good on my life on the d-list so I was like I want to do it because I thought it would be just like that so I rewatched my life on the d-list and the thing is it was really fun and it was really good but the network ended up turning into a crime network and not a lot of people even heard about it not a lot of people even knew about it I think that if it was on like Netflix today it would have gotten we actually got the women's image award randomly best for like women's image award for best reality show. Cause out of all the reality shows, this was the one that like portrayed women the best. Like there's parts of it that I'm really proud of and parts of it that I'm like, Oh, I was 24 and very stupid. So it's, it's all kinds of like mixed emotions, but overall I'm like one of the girls I didn't really know very well, like is going to be my bridesmaid, Nicole, Amy Schreiber. And then one of the women I didn't know very well, Yamanika, and she's introduced me to my, future husband and she's talking at my wedding so it's like I ended up staying very close with them but while we were they you know it was like an audition they said tell me about yourself and then two hours later I I was like is there a second question because I talked for so long (laughs) well (laughs) tell me about yourself yeah that's what they asked you and then you're just like and they're like oh this is a well (laughs) this was before I was in therapy and I I now no, this is a time and a place to really open up and let loose about your yourself. Mm-hmm. And back then it was like, it was so silly. And I was like, I'm not, I, oh, I saw a really hot girl walk in after me who was just like stunning. And I'd never seen her before I doing comedy ever. Right. And, and I was like, just kind of okay, like, great. yeah, that's what they want. That's yeah. what okay, they cool. want. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, you're calling oh, you that? just want like a hot girl oh, who doesn't okay. do stand up at oh, all. Hey. Here you go. Here you go. Hey, how does this microphone like work? Like, what I love about comedy is me buzzing. Like, like, that is my joke, like bitch. Like, do the sound waves travel through the wire to the speakers? Don't even get that me. Work? That's on her. That's on her. Seriously? You're going to ask how a mic works? You don't even know? That's on you. That's on you. Okay? So that's on you. All right? 
Seriously. As long as we're like a thousand percent clear. <laughs> it's on you, girl. That's on you. Okay. It was fun. Like they had cameras following us. But then but then they, they got the, the director may have been the director was a director for the hills. And that's not really what what we needed. I think what we needed is a director who's like Judd Apatow. Right. He loves sure. someone who loves comedy, understands comedy, wants did to. They, did they did they force a lot of dramatic moments into the show, like to try to like like hey? It was a weird combo of like there was tension, there was a couple of little things between me and Stephanie that like. I like had some serious like just this one incident, this other incident. Like there were a couple things, not to a point where I would ever like confront. Well, I guess we confronted and had did a hash out, and then we had to can... do it in on camera. Ugh. We did one hash out IRL in real life, just me and her at some coffee shop, and then one hash out was had to be in front of the cameras. And what she admit to, and what she was honest with me, and what she was apologetic about in real life it just completely didn't happen on camera and i just felt mm. so like we talked you about you took um this is what i'm if there's a conflict my favorite thing and this is like from a book about dealing with crazy people is taking joint responsibility this shit happened i shouldn't have said that but you shouldn't have said that so i think we could take joint responsibility it's mm-hmm. not like anyone's saying you know and then you can move forward by being like i should have done a little better you should have done a little better but that kind of knowledge wasn't, I was like really just in the mix. Like while that was happening, I was like really just like really concerned, just really upset mm-hmm. and then really like I showed her. And I think I got bad advice from someone. They're like, if she's talking shit, just say to her, I don't, my name's not coming out of your mouth. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, just say that to her. If she's going to talk about you, you, you like stand your ground. And I was like, okay. And then on camera, they were like, blah, 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 blah. And then there was a lull. And I was like, look, I don't want to hear my name come out of your mouth. And and that's the end of the conversation. Every single promo for the show was like, funny girls. I don't want to hear my name come out of your mouth. And that's the end of the conversation. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing about. But no one watched it, so it didn't matter. Perfect. But now it's a crime network. Wow. But here's the thing. If are they read- funny or are they murderers? My best relationship is with Nicole and she's so crazy and funny at the same time and smart and she's just bonkers. And it's not just on stage. She's someone who's like, unfortunately, 10 times funnier off stage. She's still inc- sensationally funny on stage. But like her, you guys have to see her off stage. What a great plug for a comic. You like them all? On stage, come hang out with us. Come hang out with us after the show. Come see her off stage. Dude. You saw her kill on stage. She kills even harder off stage. She kills on stage. She kills even harder off stage. Yep, totally. Anyways, I think that we should go around like simple life, me and her, and go to like little towns and like oh, that'd perform. Be fun. That'd be super fun. The way she just like interacts with people is so funny. She's great. And then there's me, and I'd be like the anchor. And yeah. I'd be like, Nicole, Nicole, they don't just put their dog. Just She has a tick. She has to say hi to every dog, rub a belly, pet, tell them they're the best, pet, talk to them about how old, what breed, 
pet and every single dog i was with her we were around like the beachwood area and i was walking i just walked i just sat in the car i saw six dogs and i was like we're not getting out of here in the next half hour <laughs> yep she's got to meet all these dogs and i just sat in the car and just tweeted and texted and just sat there because i knew that we weren't getting out of there well you know going out with nicole and knowing that she has this affection for dogs that's she on you, makes me hate of. dogs. Okay. <laughs> That's, on you. That's on you. You knew that going I out with her know. in a public setting and there's going to be dogs around. That's, That's on you. That's on you. That is on me. It's worth it. You ever love someone so much that their fucking annoying tics are just like. I think that's part of marriage. Oh. I think so. You're just like, you I, not, have not, killed all my family members, but you're m- goddamn smile. More, more, more so like, I think my, like uh, my wife doesn't have like annoying traits. I know that I have annoying traits that my wife has to, you know, love me in spite of. You know what I mean? I'm a comedian. You know? Are you it's a good sleeper? To... Can you sleep? I sleep anywhere. I sleep anywhere. I could sleep right yes. here right now. Yes. I, people who can't sleep, I'm just they like, get you need jealous. to fix They that. get real jealous. Oh, every I time I fall everywhere. asleep, I sleep on my flight. I sleep in a green room. I yeah. will sleep. I will fall asleep right here and everyone's, I'm one I of those know they're jealous. I, I can uh, take 10, 15 minute naps and feel better afterwards too. Gotta do it. Gotta take those power naps. That's on you. That's on you. Let's get into this final segment. Sax talk. Sax talk. So I prepped Esther before the show. I said, Esther, you are going to share a story of a sexual encounter. And I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone. As you tell your story. Silly voice or no? Do whatever you'd like. No rules. If you'd like to do a voice, absolutely go for it. Uh, you want to do it through here? Is there through. a way to make me sound a little bit more jazzy? A little bit more jazzy. I can give you a little bit of reverb, maybe. Yeah. Let me let me look for let me look for something. One second. If you don't mind. Yeah, let me look for something real quick. Something sexy. Something cute. Something that screams, I'm not a slut, but I'm not a virgin. This one, this one will work for you. Okay. So, I guess I'll just say, like... This is, this voice is so scary. I love it, though. This is a true story. And I was dating someone, but things weren't going that well. And then I met my future husband, for real, for real. And we were hanging out and talked. And then literally the next day, I had to go to Rochester for a gig. I was headlining. And I told him to come to Rochester. So he was like, okay, I'll buy a ticket to Rochester. I was like, fuck, what did I just do? I have a boyfriend. So we talked and shared some hot pictures. I called my sister. I was like, did I do the right thing? She was like, no, tell him not to go. So I was like, yeah, no, don't come to Rochester anymore. This is a really bad idea. So I sat on this train to Rochester and then I was like, actually, 
Come to Rochester. So we bought a new ticket to Rochester. And then we were in Rochester together. It was so awesome. I let him do five minutes on the show I was headlining. He crushed. I did a bunch of jokes about Wegmans. I crushed. Then we went back to my Holiday Inn. Express. And I said, listen, like I have a boyfriend. So the next day we went to a museum and we went to the butterfly garden and I told him I think he's cute and then we kissed and then like we went back to the holiday inn express and we smoked a bunch of weed and I was like you're funny but he wasn't trying anything so I took my top off still nothing happened so I said Are you going to fuck me or what? And then we did. And then he asked me to marry him. And here we are. And for our wedding, there's a thing called the Yehud Room. And it's the room where the people are supposed to fuck after they get married. Everyone's like, no, it's where they used to fuck, but now it's where the bride and groom eat because there's not enough time to eat during the reception. So... Yeah, you have to eat in that room. But I said, no, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to fuck. On my wedding. Until I come. We don't have time to wait for him. We got a reception. But obviously I'll have a couple of d'oeuvres. I mean, unless I'm 
really hungry and then I feel like we'll just eat. What a story. What a story indeed. That was incredible. (laughs) Who would have thought that the guy that you were actually going to have sex with would turn into the husband? I give hope to the hood. From a pauper to a prince. (laughs) From a frog to a frogette. (laughs) Full circle. Wow. From a man to a priest. From a man to a priest. The whole evolution is complete. (laughs) From a little baby chick to a barista. Perfect. (laughs) That's on you. That's on you. Okay. And if guess what? If you don't enjoy Esther's new album... That's, That's on, on you. you. Okay. It's been, proven. it's been proven to be good. It's been proven in the court of law. I, I like it, but I just wish there was like more rosé. <laughs> I love rosé. I love rosé too. Oh my God. You know what I love? What do I love? Alkaline water. I love alkaline water. Shut the fuck up. You shut up, you botch. <laughs> That's on you. That's on you. Okay. <laughs> I just got my lips and my pussy done. <laughs> my pussy Which lips. ones? <laughs> <laughs> the one that sips on that rosé tampon. Oh, sometimes I sip rosé through a silly straw in my vagina. <laughs> Do you ever put your tampon in alcohol or in acid and then put it in your pussy and then get fucked up? <laughs> you know it. Yeah, you're such a horny bitch. (laughs) You're horny. No, you're horny. (laughs) It's been a blast having you. Stop it. You're like a whore. No, you're a whore and you belong on a couch. I would love to sleep on your couch. Is anyone sleeping on your couch right now? Yeah. Who? (laughs) Forget it. Everywhere I go in LA, I have to share a couch with a stupid pug and we both have snoring respiratory. Problems. And you both have fleas, I bet, you dirty <laughs> bot. <laughs> I'm a whore. You're a whore. She's a whore. She's a whore. I'm a hoarder. A hoarder. You hoard whores. Hard, hard. I have like 45 whores that I hoard. All in a storage container in East Mississippi. This is a confession. It's a confession. There's a bunch of whores in a storage container in East Mississippi. You have to see my improv group. What's the name of your improv group? Whores. With a Z, I bet. It's Whores and Zebra. I love zebras. Okay, we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> shit, fuck, like, fuck. Is there like, anything shit. else? Is there anything else like you wanna like people follow you on or whatever? I'm trying to work on my clean comedy. Well, you're nailing it, sister. Thank you so much, and that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> Bye. This was fun. It was so, so fun. fun. This is so fun. And we if you didn't have lunch. fun, you know what? If that's you didn't have fun, you. that's, on, that's you. on you. Hey. Hey. Like, we have to do lunch. We have to. We have we to. Have we to. have to. Like, we have to. We have, we have to. to do lunch. We have to like, do lunch. Like, lunch, lunch. I don't know if I can lick you anymore if I don't hear this voice coming out of your mouth. <laughs> we have, have to, to do, do lunch. lunch. <laughs>